Jazz. Uh-oh. Stopped him on the three. The high schools. Also's going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on into another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on a Monday, and Jason Walker hanging out with me today. Yep. How are you, Jason? Oh, doing doing pretty good. Uh, I'm currently working on a petition to the NCAA to allow fire knives in Division One college football. <laughs> I feel like that would be a very useful thing uh, for Utah State to be able to take advantage of, for those of you who are aware of... Uh, Oh, I still can't say his name. I even looked up how to pronounce it. Hale Matuapuaka. Yeah, he did a he did a whole fire knife thing. It was really cool. And he's quite literally a fire knife champion. World which, champion. Yeah, world champion. So uh, truly a renaissance man. <laughs> so I heard, you know, that the uh, the Aggies went to the L.A. Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel, his show was a sponsor. They got a chance to go on to be in the uh, in the audience. Do a little segment there on the uh, uh, on the show that evening on uh, one of the evenings I should say, and f- I had heard <laughs> that the producers were really pushing for Halle to come out and do a fire knife segment on the show, and the coaches are like, "No, <laughs> we're not." Gonna, but right before a bowl game, we're not going to let our guy twirl knives and fire right before a big bowl game. Oh, that's like a, it's literally a warm up. Come on, guys. But I'm bummed. Yeah, I just, yeah. It would, and it would have been intimidating, too, although I guess they didn't need intimidation because they, uh, you know, opened up a can of uh, whoop butt on yes. uh, Oregon State. So much so that Oregon State had to demo, you know, demolish their stadium. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, um, you know, for the last, gosh, couple of months now. Uh, you've heard me flying solo. I've had some different friends in at different times. Uh, Jason, you've heard Jason come in a few times as well over the last little while. And uh, just part of the evolution of the full court press. There's been a lot of different uh, hosts, co-hosts of this program over the years. John Newbold and Scott Gerard were the originators of this program many, many years ago when it was on a different station over on KVNU in the evenings. Um, I got pulled in and joined them shortly after it get, got started um, and have been a part of it since then. But um, over that time, over nearly 20 years of the Full Court Press being in existence, there's been a couple of different guys who have been on the show and have taken you know different roles. Um, and it's just it evolves. It changes over time. And uh, Jason Walker... Our, the next new voice here on the Full Court Press. So, welcome on in. Yeah, it's 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 really exciting. I, I don't have too many words, which I guess is a bad thing considering I'm supposed to be speaking words. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, like I said, it's really exciting. I For a while, I was listening to this show very regularly while I was at work. And so, uh, I, I hope all of you who listen to this show will hopefully you'll be able to tolerate me. 
I do have to apologize. I am like Ajay in one way in that I'm a New England Patriots fan. So you can't get rid of us. Oh, I thought we had purged the program of all that stuff. We are all, we are are everywhere. You cannot get rid of us. (laughs) But uh, I'll I'll do my best and, uh, like I said, really excited. So Jason and I, just as some context, Jason and I have crossed paths multiple different times over the years. Uh, You helped us out with uh, doing play-by-play for a season. Uh, it was with the Mountain Crest Mustangs. Yeah, right? it was with Mountain Crest Mustangs. It was right after they split the school and created Ridgeline. It was that first year, so they were still in 5A, I think, that year. And so I, w- I did play-by-play for their uh, boys' basketball team. Uh, not the greatest season, uh, owing largely to the fact that a lot of the good players and the head coach went to Ridgeline. Um, that included, I think it was Jackson Brenchley, yeah. Landon's older brother, yeah, uh, who right. is still at the University of Utah, I believe. Right, yep. And Ridgeline won a boys basketball championship that year, their first year in existence, and I was covering Mountain Crest's unfortunate season, which I don't think they've quite recovered from, but they're doing a lot better now. It's, it's, and in all their sports, really, because they struggled in football, too. Yeah, they did. Well, and I think you're right, though. I think that... Um uh, looking at some of the trends of the, at least that basketball program, um, uh, seeing some really positive things in how they're growing as a, as a basketball program. Uh, and we had the new football coach on here just a few weeks ago, week and a half ago or so, and I'm excited to see what he can do yeah. as a head coach for the Mustangs. Well, I did like Jason Lee, but uh, there was one specific reason I guess I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> we we shared names. Of course, one time there was actually a, an assistant coach, I think, on Logan's football team who was literally Jason Walker. Oh, so that's not confusing. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> so, and there's actually in my in my stake, uh, there's another guy named Jason Walker. And at one point they tried to give me his wallet. So, which is not the only thing they tried to give me that was his. So I've there's a lot of Jason Walkers running around apparently, and I'm just one of them. Well, so far you haven't been confused for a former basketball player at Utah State, so I, I claim that honor, but that's okay. <laughs> um, a couple of texts coming through, uh, 9315. Glad to have Jason follow up. AJ. Jason might have been better a Denver Donkey fan, but not sure with the Pats. But are you a bandwagon Brady guy? So my – people have asked me all the time because you know, I have zero connections to Boston at all, and the Patriots are the only Boston franchise that I root for or – I mean, technically they're not Boston, but they were the Boston Patriots originally. But I think where it came back to was when I was when I was a, a young lad. I it was around 2006, 2007, because I remember watching the 2006 seasons. So it would have been in 2007, the AFC Championship game between the uh, the Colts and the Patriots. When Peyton Manning actually beat the Patriots, they went on to win the Super Bowl. And I remember being sad about that, but I don't, I don't know why I would have been a Patriots fan then. But the next season, the 2007 season, I was following the Patriots as they went through the undefeated season, and I think I began to get attached to that. And that's kind of where I – it's where I think I became a fan or really started attaching myself, and so I've just been a fan ever since. <laughs> Fair enough. Um Got another text coming through one one eight one. But does Jason have Tom Brady Patriot dolls like AJ? No, I I only have the jersey, and I think that's it. I don't think I don't have much in the way of uh, uh, dolls or or, or uh, other 
what's the word? Just memorabilia? Memorabilia, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, every time the Patriots won a Super Bowl, I'd get, like, emails and promotional stuff like, get this thing because the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Uh, my favorite waste of money would have been this, like, magnetic football that, like, floats above its little pedestal. And it was like, oh. that sounds like like a glorious waste of money. <laughs> my my waste of money was that one year I bought a, a lanyard that said, like, five-time Super Bowl champions or something like that, or maybe four-time Super Bowl champions. And it became outdated pretty quickly because <laughs> then it became – Five times and six times, or however many it is at this point. <laughs> it became dated. Pretty I could, quick. It's probably safe to buy one now because it's probably going to be a while before they win another one. So uh, it could be. Maybe I should hop on it now. Uh, one one eight one adds. AJ liked dolls. Yes, that was very disturbing. AJ did. He said he bought me a book. That was, it was the um, I forget the name of it. Um, it was about the Patriots dynasty. I think it was called like Dynasty or something like that. Um, he promised to give it to me, and he. The problem is we like we saw each other a bunch for a little while, covering Utah State stuff, and then we stopped seeing each other as much because I wasn't covering Utah State as much. So he never got a chance. I'm not calling him out. I'm. It's just an unfortunate situation. Uh, so besides doing play by play for us for a season, um, as you'd mentioned, you, you do a lot of stuff where you were covering Utah State for a while. See you at those events. You've covered high school athletics here in the valley locally. Um, you've done some podcasting. So uh, I know that you've been following a lot of the stuff that we own, we follow on this show, and so it makes a lot of sense that um, uh, you know, things have connected in this way to have you part of the Full Court Press and, and maybe even more things beyond that. But uh, we're excited to have Jason in the mix and have you part of the show and part of the uh, the radio family here on The Fan. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm, I'm glad everyone's responding at least Seeming very welcome. Uh, 9315, maybe this time when we ask for picks of merch, we'll get a real pick, unlike the last bandwagon host. You want pictures like, though, I think I have two Patriots jerseys. One is a Rob Gronkowski jersey, which is actually in kind of rough shape. It wasn't made very well. And then my Tom Brady jersey. Like, And I guess I have a miniature helmet of the Patriots. So like, I can tweet a picture of all that <laughs> if you really want. I don't know how many of you are following me on Twitter, but yeah, know. well, you, they should. Like, what's your for those who are on Twitter? What's your uh, what's your handle? So it's at jwalker underscore sports. That's the letter J or J A Y yeah, J. Yeah, it's just the letter J Walker. So it's my first initial last name underscore sports. Sorry, that can always be a little confusing with. Yeah, that's true. There, there's J- one guy J- I grew I grew up being called Jaywalk, and then there's actually there's one guy I know now. He calls me Jay, and he's like the only person who ever. But he always spells it just J, the letter J. <laughs> so, well, if you'd like to welcome Jason Walker as uh, the next, uh, as our next, as I should say, co-host for the Full Court Press, love to uh, get the messages in. Welcome him into the program. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Uh, looking forward to uh, the, the knowledge that you already have and the research that you you uh, you do and the way you approach topics. Uh, I've been impressed with that, and uh, we've had a lot of fun having conversations leading up to this. So look forward to the future, then the next step, the next evolution of the Full Court Press. So fun to have you part of the show. Yep. Hope you like random stats. That's my thing, is I like <laughs> plugging random stats. Haven't done it on this show yet. We'll see where we go with that. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, so – Let's do this. Um, well, let's shift topics a little bit. Certainly one of the big things to discuss 
um, are the NBA Finals going on right now. Game four over the weekend, well, Friday night, and then we're up to game five. Series has now shifted back to San Francisco, tied 2-2. I guess let me pose it this way to get into this. How much of a missed opportunity did Boston miss out on not playing better, especially in that fourth quarter, uh, but more specifically in those last five minutes in the clutch against uh, Golden State in Game 4? I'll be honest, I'm glad you asked that because that's like my point one of just this Game 4 is just how much of a blown opportunity this was for Boston. Because as I mentioned last time I was on, like Game 3, it's one of the pivotal games. Like in Game 5 is kind of the same way, except sometimes there's more stakes. Instead of 1-1, it's 2-2. But... You know, Boston really had that chance of taking momentum because they win game three. And so you're up 2-1. You have another home game. You have a chance to go up 3-1. And at that point, it's almost, you know, that's all she wrote. Although not as much recently because we've seen a lot of blown 3-1 leads in the last few years. <laughs> yes, uh, we have. We won't mention the, the one local team that's done it. But the Jazz know who they are. Um <laughs> So Boston really had that chance to go up 3-1, really take advantage, and it felt like they were going to, for most they mentioned, they played really well. The, they finally didn't like give up a giant Warriors third quarter. They were still pretty much in control, and then they just, they just blew it because they just don't seem to want to guard Steph Curry properly. That's, that's kind of my observation. <laughs> I, nobody seemed to really uh, want to guard Steph Curry. Uh, that well, um, but he had a monster night. Really put the team on his back. An incredible performance by Curry on Friday night. Forty-three points. Uh, he was unstoppable in the fourth quarter. Um, I, he, he did get some help. Uh, I, I thought Wiggins was really, really solid. Um, probably one of the better games of the series so far from Clay Thompson. At least a little bit more consistent through the game. Um, but uh, but it. Tatum, a lot of be, a lot is being made of Tatum, that he's he's doing a pretty good job, but he's not doing a great job. Interesting story in the athletic that this could be one of those series where the it may be sh- a shift in how the NBA is 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 uh, is headed that a team isn't as good as its star, it's only as good as its weakest link, and that's one of the things with this Boston Celtics is that they have depth and guys that can play and defend and score at different positions but you still need your star to play like a star in the finals and Tatum has been a little inconsistent there yeah well the finals is where legends are made because you get superstars that go off in the playoffs Nikola Jokic has gone off in the playoffs Donovan Mitchell for two years was the most prolific scorer in the playoffs and so you can have stars in the playoffs, and Jason Tatum's been good. Devin Booker was really good last season, although he didn't do as well in the finals. And Jason Tatum's kind of doing the same thing, where he's been really good, not as good in the finals. Sometimes it just takes that extra step to be a legend. Steph Curry's that way. He's, he's already cemented himself as a legend before this year, and he's only doing it again. So you know, I like that point where you talk about championship teams being – you know, championship teams, it's as good as their weakest link. And honestly, it's kind of something I've noticed, and I think I brought it up on the on this show already, where in every finals it seems like there's that one, like, role player who does really well. Uh, you go back over the years, you know, Danny Green was kind of that in some cases. Ray Allen did that when he was with the Heat 
Um, Andre Iguodala is maybe like the top tier of that because he won finals MVP despite right. kind of being that role player type. And you can go even further back, look at Robert Ory in different yeah. instances on different franchises. Like he wasn't the star, but he had he showed up in big moments. Yeah. So it's like they may not be the guys hitting the game winning shots. They, you know, they're doing they're doing all the hustle plays. Like I remember uh Chris Anderson for those Heat teams, the couple of the early ones. Um Tristan Thompson on the Cavs. You know, he, these guys, obviously, they aren't the stars. They aren't the complete driving force, but they do a lot of little things. And obviously, with the Warriors, they have guys like Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole are kind of playing that role right now. So, you know, it's always it's always been important to have depth. Um, so it's interesting to see, you know, how much stars actually, you know, play a role in winning the title. Uh Back to our text line, and I'm sorry I missed this one, 5452. I didn't mean to. Says, Eric won't even acknowledge my text with a sad crying emoji. Uh, You're so mean. You, you sent like three <laughs> texts and you didn't acknowledge I, I any didn't of them. I didn't see the early one. It says, I miss Ajay. We miss Ajay as well. I, I've, I've said that many times, and I will continue to say it. We miss Ajay. I didn't mean I didn't mean to not acknowledge your text five four five two. I'm sorry. We'll see how much I miss Ajay. I mean, I, I, I do get to come on here. I like Ajay too. He's great. Nine three one five. Hopefully, Jay won't be a legend by losing pick six so much and have to be roasted. It's on. <laughs> it was uh, a little one sided on how pick six would usually roll out on this show. Yeah, I remember li- you listening to those, and they'd be like, oh, I'd, I'd have my answers ready, and they were usually not Ajay's answers. <laughs> so hopefully that's a good sign. Uh, well, hopefully. Yeah, we'll I'm see. sure we'll get back into yeah, that. We'll see how that goes. Um, so a couple comments. Um, just rolling on, just recapping game four, then looking ahead at game five. And again, I'd love to get your thoughts as well, just as you've been watching these NBA finals, um, as to you know, what – what went wrong for Boston in Game 4? What went right for Golden State? And what needs to change or stay consistent, depending on which team you're rooting for, uh, tonight in this uh, really, really pivotal game in this series? And coming into or leading up to this game, a couple of comments uh, from the from uh, Steph Curry and one from um, Ime Udoka in their pregame availability, press availability earlier today. And uh, Steph Curry uh, meeting with the media. As we've said, series tied 2-2. It's been a great, I think it's been a great battle going back and forth between these two teams. Boston has not lost twice in a row in these playoffs. And to my knowledge, neither has Golden State. And as Steph Curry says, something has to give tonight. At some point in this series, uh, somebody's will is going to have to give, like, We've bounced back after a loss, and uh, I think we're undefeated after a loss, and so are they. So if we're going to win, we have to obviously do something about the way that they respond. Um, and it'll be a good test for us to come out of the gates and get off to a good start, because usually when they get off to a good start, it's, it's not, good, got, not good for us. I mean, technically the Warriors do not have to win two games in a row at this point. They don't have to, no. Te- I think technically nobody does. <laughs> no. So, but it, it, it'd be helpful. <laughs> it would wrap things up a lot faster. But you've got a, a, a veteran team who's been there and has experienced this, where at least the stars are the veterans. But you've got a young Boston team 
who is a little more battle-tested coming into this situation. And that's what Ime Udoka talked about in his pregame availability earlier today. We've been battle-tested in two seven-game series in Milwaukee and Miami. And so for us, looking at the positives and the things we could have done better, uh, not playing our best offense overall, I think the narrative gets shifted to Curry and what he's doing. But um, in our wins and losses, they're scoring the same points. Okay. In our wins and losses, they're scoring the same points. I need to double-check that. (laughs) I had I had the list of games in front of me, but I've like advanced beyond that page, and now I need to look. Okay. So in the Warriors' wins, they scored one twenty and one sixteen. Excuse me, sorry. In the Warriors' wins, they've scored one hundred seven, both times. In the Boston wins, they they scored one sixteen and one twenty. In the Boston losses, uh, they scored. Boston scored ninety seven. And 88. So Boston, in their losses, have struggled offensively. In their wins, big difference. You go from 88 points in Game 2 to 116 in Game 3. That's a big, big jump from one game to the next. Yeah, then back down to 97. So It's a bit of a yo-yo for the Celtics. And that's kind of how it's been in these playoffs. They'll have a game where they play great, and then they have a game where they kind of fold in the second half and that's always been kind of my concern with the Celtics team is that if things aren't really going well, then they fold up their tents and say, it's a long series, we'll get them on the next one. That The difference, though, is how they played in Game 1. Golden State had that big rally in the third quarter, but Boston dug deep and had a huge fourth quarter to steal Game 1. Yeah, and, and I think as far as like the every other game thing, that is, I think, the youth and inexperience showing up. Because um, the Warriors, they know... When they have to, you know, when they have to bring it, they brought it in game two, and they brought it in game four. They knew their backs were up against the wall, and they performed when they had to. Boston, they've kind of done the same. Like with game one, they did that. Their back was against the wall. Maybe they didn't have to in game one, but they really wanted it and were able to do it. Now, in the couple of times where they've had a chance to take that two zero or you know, three one lead, it seems like they've kind of relaxed and and let the Warriors back into it. Boston. Should it's entirely possible they could have swept this series if they'd really put their foot down with the way some of these games have gone, but they've allowed the Warriors to you know come back. It's the Warriors. You shouldn't allow the Warriors to do that because you should know who they are. Right, right. But it's interesting. You look at the the, the Warriors' uh, points outcome: one hundred eight, one hundred seven, one hundred, one hundred seven. Pretty consistent. Whereas Boston is. 120, 88, 116, 97. Yeah, and a lot of that Total is... Total yo-yo. Yeah, it's, it's some of the role players being inconsistent. Al Horford and you know Robert Williams and, and Marcus Smart. Some of these guys are just really struggling uh, to be consistent. And then Jason Tatum, he's been on and off efficient in terms of... you know His, his point totals have been pretty much the same. He's been like between 23 and 28 points, I think, his entire uh, series. But his efficiencies kind of been on and off i think the last couple of games he's been a little more inefficient than you'd like right especially inside the arc yeah uh the mid-range stuff has not really been good for him at all yeah and and he's at his best and he was doing this in game three where he's just taking it to the rim i mean you know in in some of the early ones he was like trying to foul hunt and and do different things where kind of like what he does in regular season and what a lot of people do in the regular season but then in game three he's just 
going to the rack. I am six foot eight and however many pounds, I am bigger than you and I will finish at the rim. And he does. Like there's this one play it was you know, it's all over the highlight reels where he just goes up, there's like three or four warriors around him, like and there's arms flying and there's contact and there was probably a foul somewhere in there, but it's the finals and so they don't call it. It's just a little bit of contact. But he just keeps his hand up and you know, nobody reaches it because again it's, you know, six foot eight and seven some odd wingspan. And then he just glides in there and drops it in the bucket. That's when he's at his best, when he's going for those efficient shots. And they've won when he's been doing that. Yeah, oh, that's true. Uh, so your thoughts about game five tonight, like who needs to who needs to have the bigger game? Is it Tatum? Is it Brown? Is it somebody else for Boston? And what about Golden State? If they want to take a significant lead in this series... Who needs to have the big game for them? Because they've had some players on their own that have been a little consistent. Um, Draymond Green has not provided hardly any offense. He's doing things in other ways. But for for Golden State, who needs to be that player to step up and have a big game tonight? 435-339-0321 on our full court press text line if you want to weigh in. Um, and uh, we'll also get it to uh, what do the ratings look like? Are people watching these series the, the series this year, and how does it compare to years past? Um, and we'll look at some of the high water marks and how this this series compares. Because I, I like the stars, I like the franchises. They're historic, they're well known. How does it compare though to years past? We'll take a look at that coming up. And then the uh, the the coaching search continues for the Utah Jazz. And at this point, it's more of a question of who isn't interviewing for the job because the list has expanded. The number of assistants that they have requested to speak with has grown over the weekend. Supposedly, reportedly, those interviews were to begin today. So we'll update you on who's on that list coming up in just a little bit. Uh, I know it's cool today, but we had a warm weekend. The weather is supposed to warm up again throughout the week. And so you've got to be careful and be mindful of how that affects your car because that hotter weather can be brutal on your vehicle. So take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're across from Angie's. They can have that Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle. Plus, they get you back out on the road fast. It's Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan. Calling all golfers. Summer is here. Come experience Birch Creek and our summer golf leagues. Every Monday night is Couples League. Men's League is Monday after 1 and any time of the day, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Ladies League is Wednesday or Thursday. And Junior Golf Camps run Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Call Birch Creek today for information regarding our Summer Couples League, Men's and Ladies League, and Junior Golf Camps. That's Birch Creek Golf Course in Smithville. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. 
Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. It's tasty and quick. Elements lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant.com for reservations today. You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Open seven days a week across from Angie's. We all know moms rule the world, but dads are important too. Do something special for dad this Father's Day. Pick him out a watch to fit his personality from Jarek's. We feature watches by Citizen, Bolova, unique wood watches by Tree Hut, and our own one-of-a-kind custom brand Jarek's Fine Jewelry timepieces. Or maybe your dad would like a tie bar, chain, bracelet, or how about a special ring with your name engraved on the inside? Let dad know how special he is. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac. Power you can count on. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press. That's that's new. <laughs> It'll take some getting used to <laughs> hearing that because I just used to think, oh, it's Eric French and all Jason. Oh, now it's my name. Yes, <laughs> yes. It'll be fun. Look forward to getting to know Jason a lot more. Uh, cross paths, different ways, and different times. Covering Utah State, covering high school sports. Uh, you've done play by play for us in the past, so excited for this uh, the next chapter full court press having jason walker in the mix so we gotta do got that gotta get that kevin durant the next chapter <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if we need the smoke like uh, he likes to throw around but uh, i think i had to mute him on twitter today because i'm just tired of hearing kevin durant it's yeah love him on the court he is absolutely a blast to watch cannot stand oh him my off word the court. yeah like it's the finals are not about you. Why are you trying to make it about you? Everything's about Kevin Durant, <laughs> yeah. don't you know? I know, my word. Okay, so game five tonight, seven o'clock on ABC. A uh, critical game five in a series tied two two. You've heard all the stats. Uh, it's interesting. We heard 
last week, whoever wins game one is like this percentage chance of winning the whole thing. Whoever wins game three in the series tied one apiece has this strong percentage chance of winning. Whomever wins game five in a tied series, such a strong percentage chance. I don't really know what to believe at this point other than Boston has won game one and game three in the pivotal games, quote-unquote. Tonight's another pivotal game. Does it also go to Boston? Well, I can guarantee you one thing. I know for 100% certain Whoever wins Game Seven wins the series. <laughs> that is, I I have not uh, that's, that's I have brilliant. not known Thank a team you, yet. <laughs> this is the hard hitting, brilliant analysis I'll bring to the full court press. I have not known a team yet to lose Game Seven or win Game Seven and lose the series. So. <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. Okay, so tonight for for both teams, looking at let's start with Boston. If Boston's going to take that, you know, every other game. St- uh, uh, kind of trend that they've been doing throughout these playoffs and they get game five, who has to really step up and play a critical uh, role for them? It could be a star, could be a role player, and I'll even grant you a combination of players, but who do you think has to have a really big game tonight for Boston to take game five? So I'll I guess start with Boston. I feel like Marcus Smart specifically on offense, when he's mm. doing good on offense, when he's hitting threes, or hit some of those floaters like when he's attacking closeouts, then the Celtics are just so much better on offense. They become so much more efficient. It just gives them one more line of attack. Because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are generally going to have good games. And you expect your stars to have good games. Like I said, sometimes it's those role players that push you over the edge. They make those second quarter and third quarter plays that put you in advantageous positions in the fourth where your stars can really go to work. So I'd kind of pinpoint Marcus Smart on offense. Or maybe Al Horford. Could be one or the other. But just one of those role players just having a really efficient big game could be the thing for Boston. We could see the same thing on the Warriors' side, too. See, I actually was have been thinking a lot about Horford, who had that huge game one. And not that he's been quiet, but he hasn't been near as impactful. And he's done some things, but he hasn't been such a big part of... of Boston's success in these uh, in these finals and I think he needs to play a larger role with that experience that he has his versatility I, I think he needs to be able to have a bigger game and it's not like we should expect him to have another six you know made three pointers in the game but if he gets into double digits and approaches that in rebounds as well I think that could be huge for what some of the pressure that could be taken off of Tatum and what he's trying to do. Yeah, well, and see, the, the thing that Al Horford was really able to do in the Milwaukee series was, you know, Milwaukee was going all out on the drives. They're roaming the paint. Brooke Lopez and Giannis were really guarding the paint. But when Al Horford was drawing these guys out of the paint and they have to pay attention to him, that opens things up. That five-out can just be really deadly to teams that try and focus on the paint because when you have to cover the entirety of that three-point semicircle, it becomes so much harder to guard the paint. And when you have a team like the Celtics, who have basically everybody on their team can drive the hoop really well. So if you're playing five out with a bunch of guys who can slash, then it becomes almost impossible to guard you. And it's why the Celtics are in the finals right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Looney, uh, 28 minutes, had only had six points, but he had 11 rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. And he affected the game in other ways. Yeah, Looney's been an absolute revelation because he's almost been taking on the Draymond Green-like defensive role, 
where he's somehow only six foot eight, but is also somehow a rim protector. Like how they do it, I don't know, but he's just been really good defensively and in the rebounding game. And again, he's just another one of those role players that you need to step up to put you over the top in the finals. And I think for Golden State, if they're going to take that significant jump and win Game Five, um, I like. I think that this is a game that Jordan Poole off the bench has to be able to provide that punch, and I think Clay Thompson has to show up too. Um, he's had some games like he wasn't bad in Game Four. Um, he was, but he was four for ten from three. I, I think they're going to need him to be a little bit more consistent. And being at home in the friendly confines, uh, I think that he can be. But um, I, those are the two guys that, that kind of stand out to me for Golden State, who if they can contribute and play a little bit larger roles than what they've done and not have so much rely on Steph Curry, that's going to help Golden State take care of business tonight. Yeah, so that's the thing that is the series gets longer and longer, the less and less likely Steph Curry is going to be able to keep this up. Because so far, he's been able to just carry them through four games. But is he going to keep it going for seven games? Maybe. He could. It's possible. I'm not going to bet against it. But for a guy who's averaging 34 points, 50% shooting, 49% from three, and he's, and, and he's taken like 50-plus threes already this series, it, it's hard to see him doing that over and over. Maybe if Boston keeps guarding him the way he does, then... He might just keep feasting on that because uh, I don't know why Boston wants to play drop coverage on Steph Curry. That's like one of the two guys in the NBA right. you don't play <laughs> you drop can't coverage give him against. Space. Yeah. yeah, so if you're banking on Steph Curry to miss a three, good luck. I mean, technically he's missed more threes than he's made, but that's not what it feels like out on the court. 435-339-0321. As you're watching Game 5 tonight, who do you think needs to step up and have the bigger game for either the Boston Celtics or the Golden State Warriors. And who are you taking tonight? Uh, this Boston has been favored in every game in this series until now. And Golden State is favored tonight. And uh, what is it, Golden State by five or by four? Last I saw was four, but, I mean, that was like two hours ago. It could have changed by now. Yeah, it's still at four. Okay. That means that Boston's going to win by like 20 points. That's how this that's how it feels like it goes. Like the second Vegas goes that's why I if I was going to gamble, I would never gamble on basketball games. It just cuz the scores are so volatile. They change so quickly. Unlike in football and most other sports where the scoring's a little more static or at least close to being static. Well, uh apparently people are tuning in and watching these games. Uh ratings are up. And Game 4 saw an even bigger jump than what they had seen in their other games. We'll look at uh, what the latest ratings are telling us about the NBA Finals. If you're tuning in, love to get your thoughts about how it's played out so far and who you think needs to step up and have a big game. And then also, a little bit later on, um, a recruit for the, uh, the USU women's basketball program receiving a pretty prestigious honor at uh, where she just finished up college before transferring to Utah State. So we'll let you know what's going on there. Pretty rarefied air, some of the people that she's uh, in company with. So pretty cool. So we'll get shed some light on that coming up in uh, just a few minutes. But first, just want to remind you about our good friends out at Mountain West Motor where uh, they've, they've got trucks and SUVs on their lot, and all of them are unique and have been customized 
so you'll be ready for your next adventure. It's uh, it's warm outside. It's adventure time. Time to get out and have fun and explore. So make sure you have the right gear. Make sure you've got those traction boards or rooftop tents, racks, or outdoor jacks. And uh, go check out what they've got on their lot right now at 615 North Main in Logan. Or you can check them out online, mwmotor.com. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At My Mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posture Pedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at My Mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Come learn how to make an informed decision for your retirement, Medicare, and Social Security. It's never too early to plan for the future. The third Thursday, June 16th at 7 p.m., come to a free seminar at our office. Call 752-9493 for details. We will answer your Medicare and Social Security questions. Come the third Thursday, June 16th. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. Are you a do-it-yourselfer? Have you been looking at that boring blah wall in your home for far too long? You need to check out the Speedy Mason Thin Brick System at Castellite in Logan. It's a simple system that anybody can do to make a blah wall into a beautiful focal point. Refresh your home with some very affordable options at Castellite for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Your thoughts about uh, NBA Finals looking ahead to Game 5 tonight. 7 o'clock on ABC. Um, and just generally looking at how people are viewing these finals, 
The ratings are up, which I'm sure ESPN, ABC, parent company, they have to love that. Um, but it's it's got two compelling franchises, historic franchises. You've got some stars and young stars, some familiar faces. And that's what people like when you contrast that to last year where there were two franchises that had never really well, not that they had never been in the finals, but they hadn't been in the finals for a long time. Yeah, it had been on. I think that was one of the things they put out is just how long it had been for both franchises. Like it had been since like the seventies for the Bucks, and I don't had the Suns ever been to a finals. Yeah, they'd had the finals against the Bulls okay. in the early nineties. Yeah, that's true with with Barkley. So right, it had it had been forever for both teams. Yeah, since the nineties and since the seventies. So yeah, two. It'd be like if the Jazz played the Thunder or something. I guess they can't play in the finals, can they? Well, I chose like one of the few teams that I couldn't choose. The Magic, or yeah, something. the Magic. That was like the name that popped into my head. We're, we're on the same wavelength there. Yeah. Uh, but according to some of the latest numbers, um, game game four was the most watched of these uh, NBA finals so far. Averaged about twelve point one million viewers. Had a, a peak at fifteen million. Uh, Steph Curry obviously had that huge performance, um, and that certainly helps. The, the viewership and generally through the four games viewership is up 25 percent over last year um, so what is it about these finals that makes it more interesting do, would, do you prefer the first timers club like milwaukee and phoenix where whoever's going to win that is going to win their first title or, or at least for milwaukee it wasn't necessarily their first but their first title in decades or do you prefer to see two Known franchises, known stars, battle on the court on primetime television on national uh, broadcast. Yeah, so I prefer the newbies. So, like, I liked the Suns and Bucks. I thought, you know, I would think that would be good for the NBA because one of the things, one of the huge differences, in my opinion, between the NBA and the NFL is that if next year the Vikings went like 15 and 2 or whatever, everyone talks about them. Last year, the Jazz were the number one seed. They won the most games. Nobody talked about them. It's always Lakers, Knicks, Nets, whoever. A handful of stars will kind of earn that viewership no matter where they are, like LeBron and Steph Curry, kind of that, because he's not in the biggest market, but he's... Well, and even as bad as L.A. was this year, they still had a yeah. bigger draw television-wise than most other really good, successful teams. Yeah, so the NBA somehow was only able to generate viewers when it's certain stars or certain cities. And to be honest, I can't figure out why some of these finals are the way they are because, like, the Warriors seem to be the common denominator recently when it comes to ratings because the worst ever, like, viewers for the finals was the Lakers Heat series um, from the bubble. And, like, LeBron, Lakers, Heat are a big franchise. They had Jimmy Butler and, and some stars. And so it's like, why was that so bad? I mean, I kind of reveled in it because I, you know, <laughs> I don't like the Lakers and all that. So, but then the next year they went up, but they s still wasn't above 10 million, which the finals were consistently doing in the high teens with the Warriors and even before that with some of the Lakers and, and Celtics titles of the late 2000s, early 2010s. So they've only just now made it back above 10 million with this series. So I don't know what happened. Well, game four last year, uh, ten point two five million, and game six at uh, twelve and a half last year with the Bucks and the Suns. Uh, but this year, 
they're they're averaging about uh, about twelve million viewers per game. Yeah, which last year they averaged like just just barely under ten. So they they so they did so I was wrong. They did break ten million a couple times in a couple individual games. But like, you know, you look at the I mean, just a few years ago, the Raptors Warriors series they averaged fifteen point fifteen point one million. So it's like it took a nosedive just randomly for no reason that I can think of. And then, other, other than the Warriors weren't in the finals, that's like the right. only common denominator, and I don't know why that matters too much. People love to watch Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Apparently, they're just that beloved. Huge, huge draw. But then, like, um, what about years past? So, what about the so if the bubble was the low water mark, what was the high water mark? So it was some of those Warriors Cavs series. I mean, the one where the Cavs came back, it was twenty point two eight million on average. The year after, when the Warriors won four one, they actually averaged twenty point three eight, so slightly more. So I guess the Warriors winning four one was more entertaining than the you know Cavaliers epic comeback. I don't know how that math works out, but that was the high. I mean, before that, I'm going back looking at what finals averaged twenty million, and the one only one before that was uh, the one I'd rather forget. When the Chicago Bulls defeated the Utah Jazz four games to two, they averaged 29 million per game. Incredible. In that game six, uh, yeah, that game six, <laughs> there was 35.89 million people watching at some point during the game. That was their peak. That's insane. That's so a huge, huge audience. It is absurd. That's what, roughly like 10% of America at that point, maybe more, because it's always been somewhere around 300 million in the last little bit. So like 10% of America plus some international is, you know, they may not even count international viewers yeah, I don't in think this. this. Is, uh, I don't think this takes into effect into account international viewers. I think this is just Nielsen ratings in America. Yeah, which actually, if you U.S. Include, TV households, yeah. I'll be honest. If you include actually Canadian rankings for the 2019, which does matter a little bit because Toronto, Toronto Raptors, yeah, they actually get a bit of a boost, which almost puts them on par, I think, with 2018. I looked this up once, but that's I was a while ago, so I I can't remember. But yeah, that's it's still kind of gone downhill after those those peak Warriors Cavs series. Um. But it is going back up, which is good for the sport. Yeah, that's true. It is good for the sport. And it's it's a star-driven league. And if you have stars and you're in a big city, uh, and certainly if you're with an historic franchise, all of those add up to the numbers that we're starting to see. Now, uh, if this series continues to drag on, I would think these numbers continue to go up. Yeah, the, the numbers continue to go up as the games get along. Games 5, 6, and 7 pretty much all those are usually the highest games for each especially the elimination games um you know like the game six for the jazz bulls was obviously by far the highest because it was an elimination game if they had gone to game seven they might have broken 40 million (laughs) could have um but obviously since it ended there it peaked there uh all right coming up on the other side of this full uh full court press timeout uh interesting note uh, an honor for a Utah State women's basketball transfer who's coming to the uh, the program, but before she l- left where she is now, she's put into some pretty rarefied air. We'll tell you what that is and, and how she's being recognized coming up next on the Full Court Press.
But I want to remind you about Napa Auto Parts. They've got those items that you are looking for and the parts that you need and use and rely on every day. And they've got them in stock when you need it at five locally owned Preston of Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. We want to celebrate Father's Day with a special contest just for the dads. Bring your ugliest tie to Daryl's for the chance to win a DJI Mini 2 drone. Stop in, leave that ugly tie, and you might win. Ties will be accepted through June 12th. Voting online for the ugliest tie will go from June 12th through June 18th. We'll announce the winner on Father's Day, June 19th. Happy Father's Day and good luck. Daryl's Appliance, West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engaged ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engaged Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The new Santo Taco Logan is open. Now with a fresh look and a family-friendly atmosphere, you must try their Al Pastor Taco. Marinated pork on a corn or flour tortilla that'll make your mouth water. Or try Santo Taco's signature carne asada nachos. Chips smothered with cheese and grilled steak topped with pico de gallo, sour cream, and jalapenos for a little kick. Whatever you try, you can't go wrong. Santo Taco, now open at 880 South Main, Logan. To find out more or place an order online, go to Santo tacos.com interviews analysis and a little bit of fun mixed in the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan welcome back to the full court press eric franson jason walker new co-host of the full court press yeah baby excited to have you part of the show a uh, pretty cool recognition for a Utah State women's basketball recruit. Yeah, so I apologize. I might butcher her first name and maybe her last name, depending on how it's, uh, it's actually pronounced. But uh, Maya Yelder, I think, or Mia Yelder, one of those two. Something like that. Um, so she was at Three Rivers College last year as a junior college. Um, and she had a pretty dang good year. She averaged like 17 points, and I forget her whole stat line, but really good year. She was a... Junior college All-American, actually one of two junior college All-Americans that uh, Coach Kayla Art is bringing into Utah State uh, this year. So pretty good recruiting class for them. Yeah, very impressive. Um, Tamaya Robinson, I think, is the other one. And I may, I may have butchered her first name, too. So my apologies to you. I have not learned how to pronounce your names yet. But, yeah, so Yelder, she's um, having her jersey hung in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, which they do this, I think, for a lot of different players. And it'll be hanging there for like a year. So they kind of rotate through, and so a lot of, you know, the women's players in I think very in, in basketball, they'll hang them up to honor them. Uh, I don't know if it's just restricted to college, but so her, her jersey will be hanging there for a year from July of this year until May of next year, just to honor the fact that she had you know a really good year last year. That's impressive, and it's uh, she shares that honor with others like Candace Parker, Sue Bird, 
Kelsey Plum, Brianna Stewart, and Aja Wilson. So pretty incredible uh, group that she's a part of, and now she's coming to Utah State. Yeah, so hopefully she'll bring a lot of that here for a program that's that's really been struggling the last few years. And you know, I believe that Kayla Ard can turn this around. Maybe this – I've always felt it takes one recruiting class, and this may be it. We'll see. Uh, we didn't have time to roll through the long list of candidates for the Utah Jazz opening. We'll get to that tomorrow and recap what happened with Game 5. And, uh, yeah, until then, have a great night, and we'll see you tomorrow here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Yesterday, the new Saudi Golf League hosted its first event. Before the tournament began, there were rumors the PGA would be sending a strong message to those who decided to participate. The PGA followed through with its promise, but the message wasn't nearly as strong as all the hype led us to believe. The tour officially stripped the live players of the opportunity to participate in PGA Tour tournaments. At face value, the decision seems like a giant loss for the players, but the reality is players don't really care about the tournaments like the Canadian Open or the Byron Nelson or the Rocket Mortgage Classic. They care about the majors. And as of right now, Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson will both be allowed to participate in next week's U.S. Open. We can't be certain what the tour has planned for future majors, but if this is the type of punishment the tour believes is fair, this weekend's live tournament could be the weakest field we'll see in a long time. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.